0: You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. We are in part four of a sermon series, and this is the final part entitled Step Forward with Jesus. And if you're listening via podcast, I want to say hi to you. This year, our focus as a church is step forward, and I got to tell you, I'm excited about it. I came here in this building with all the pastoral staff, and we were seeking God, and step forward, step forward. What an awesome thought. I'm so excited that that's our theme for the year, that that's our emphasis for the year, and I find this very attractive about God. That God is not interested in just keeping us where we're at. Because maybe you're here and you feel stuck. And this idea of stepping forward is something that's appealing to you. Man, I would love to be able to step forward, but I just feel stuck where I am. Or maybe you feel like you're actually going backwards in life. And it's so frustrating to you. And this idea of stepping forward is very appealing to you. Do you, do you know that the God of the Bible, he doesn't want you to just stay stuck? He certainly doesn't want you to be or me to be falling behind. What God wants for his followers is for them to step forward and to continue to step forward. And this morning, I'm excited to talk about stepping forward with Jesus in this final part. And I, I, I want to start by, by talking about three groups of people. And, and, and stay with me here because it's going to require just a little bit of explanation. But look, there's this one group of people called those who have a high earthly position. And tell me if you've had this in your experience. Sometimes we have like bosses or people in our lives who have maybe authority or position in such a way where they're esteemed with authority in our world and they have a high earthly position. And sometimes that kind of a position can go to someone's head and they can become kind of selfish and maybe even a little nasty. Has anyone ever thought of that? Like, has anyone experienced that? I'm just curious. So I could have easily come up with some names and I actually thought, oh, I can give some experiences from prior work and not just not here at the church. I want to let you let you know that not here at the church but prior experiences of having bosses or people in my life, whether I was a student or something, and these people who have a high earthly position just being kind of selfish and nasty, and although they might have this influence or this high earthly position, there's just nothing about them that was really inspiring to me or something desirable to me. I don't think that we as people really esteem that kind of selfishness or or don't really look up to that, and maybe... If you're here, you're like, if you're honest, you would recognize that you fall into the temptation of stepping on people because of your position. Or maybe you're, you've got a, a short wick with your anger and your position kind of makes that worse because it affects a lot of people. So there's, there's that kind of group, those who have a high earthly position. But then there's God. And what God wants for his followers is for them to have a high kingdom p- position. And when we're, when we're around these kinds of people that, that follow God well, they just end up being the kind of people who we look at and we're like, man, I would love to be like so-and-so. And I bet you, some of you, if you were given the task of thinking of someone in your life who, you, who has a good relationship with God, whether even maybe you believe in God or not, you would have someone who pops into your head and you'd say, man, do I respect that person. Man, do I think that person lives a really rich kind of a life and makes it a big impact. That's what God wants for his followers who have a high kingdom position. He wants their impact to be huge. He wants them to be stepping forward. He wants them to be affecting other people's lives. And I'll tell you what's really great. It's when the two are reconciled with those who have a high earthly position and have a high kingdom position. Oh, those people are amazing. Those people are people who I look up to and who I admire. And I could easily come up with names here at Riverside of people who, who have a high earthly position and who have a high kingdom position, but I would probably be attacked after the service because they're just also humble. This is true. They'd probably be mad at me for naming them. But these people, and there's just so many of you really are, have this great and high earthly position, and then a great and high kingdom position. And then sometimes there's this middle of a of a fake high kingdom position. And you know what I'm talking about? This is a person who maybe you come in here, and a person comes in here, and they're able to fool everyone around them of having it together and following God well, but really your life is anything but moving and stepping forward and and climbing this this mountain of high kingdom position. Instead, you find yourself either stuck or you're falling behind, and and you're like, man, it's kind of frustrating because I find myself like those around me at work who have high earthly positions, but they're not the kind of people who I admire, who God would want them to be, and it's frustrating to you because you feel kind of stuck. This morning's sermon is entitled, Align the Positions. Align the Positions. God wants this for his followers. Whatever your position is here on earth, God wants you to have a high kingdom position. And again, I think that this is something that we as people, we want, whether we believe in God or not. This idea of God, the creator of the universe, wanting to to create a people to make a big impact in the world. The Bible uses poetic language like, be light in the darkness bring life to death. Man, those are high callings and poetic language and how true it is to be around a person and so many of us have been around these kinds of people who do just that. Just whatever room they walk into, it's like light in the darkness or life in the midst of death. How do we and what do we have to do to align the positions? Cuz I can tell you this, not many of us are getting together around these people who maybe are are extremely selfish and we're like going out to coffee with them saying, "Hey, I've observed your life and I just, I just love the way that you're selfish. Like, I just really would love to, can you give me some pointers on the best way to take advantage of people and to be miserable like you? Because I would love that. So can, we, can you help me out here and just like, you know, sipping a nice you know pumpkin spice latte in the midst of it? No, no. Now, what we want to be is the person who has a high earthly position or whatever position we have on earth in a high kingdom position. And the question is, What do we have to do to align the positions? Matthew chapter 8, that's where we'll be at this morning. If you have your notes, you can follow along in the Riverside app, or you can take out a paper Bible in front of you, or I'll have some of it up on the screen. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10 is where I'm going to start, of this man who is a good example of a person who had a high earthly position, and it was aligned with a high kingdom position. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, and he said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. The text will go on to say that really the kind of faith that this centurion had, this this person of high earthly position, the kind of life and the faith that he had, will be the kind of people who follow me in the future. And those who are faking it, who don't have it, they're going to be thrown off into hell. And then Jesus says, because you have believed like you have believed, Centurion, he will be healed. Your servant will be healed. And he was healed. And he was healed. I want to first start off by by, by saying this. If you are here... And you feel this frustration of the high earthly position and and being frustrated with your life because you feel that your impact is not as great as it could be. That you find yourself, instead of advancing forward in life, you feel like a massive weight on you and you feel that your potential is unrealized. And if this idea of having a high kingdom perspective where God wants to use you, where you can be a beacon of light in life, in your surroundings and have a high kingdom position is appealing to you. You might feel here in this place like you don't belong. You might feel, and this is, I wanna speak life into your situation as a a quick side note here. You might come into church and and look around and say, yeah, bird of a feather flock together. I feel like the lizard in the room. I don't even think that's a thing, but I just kind of made that up because it seems like an opposite of a bird, reptile. I don't know. So we're gonna keep going. You might feel like you don't belong in here. Like, look at, I'm not like this. I'm not like that person or that person. That person surely has it together, especially when they're raising their hands, you know, to God and all that stuff. Like, you don't know what I did last night. You don't even know what I did this morning or how dark my past is. I don't fit into this mold of church. A centurion was a Roman Gentile person of authority. There was God's people, And then there were those who were known as the Gentiles. God's people, the nation of Israel and Jewish people were the ones who were following Jesus. And if you are a Gentile, it was like that feeling that you're feeling like, oh, I don't belong. Like, I don't think I could do this. I'm too different. I don't fit the mold. Jesus looked at this centurion, this Gentile centurion and said, this is what my follower looks like. From here and from now on. And those who are faking it and don't have the faith of this man, they're going to be thrown off into hell. So you are in good company with this centurion. That you can have this kind of alignment. Even though you feel that you might not be worthy. Even though you feel like it might be out of your reach. That you don't belong here. You do belong here. Jesus, he wants you here. And he wants to increase your impact. And he wants to help you align your earthly position with a kingdom position. So the question is, how do we do that? How do we align the positions? And what what do we have to do to align the positions, the earthly high position and the kingdom position? We get some insight starting at the very beginning verse, uh, verse five, where it says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering, terribly. I love this about the centurion because this is an unlikely request from a person of the kind of authority that he had. This person was a man of power, a centurion, a Roman official, an army leader. We had soldiers under him. Some 100 soldiers could be under a centurion. And instead, he wasn't just self-consumed like you might expect someone of his position to be, and maybe like some of us have experienced with some of our supervisors or those in authority over us, he wasn't selfish. He wasn't self-consumed. He wasn't just worried about his story and advancing forward himself. He was interested in the story of his servant as well. He was invested in those around him and especially his servant. He cared about his well-being He cared about his sickness. He cared so much that he was willing to inconvenience himself for the sake of his servant. The very first thing, if we are to align our positions, is to intersect the stories. This isn't just about us. God wants us to intersect the stories. God has such a bigger plan for us than for us to just be focused on ourselves and selfishness. God, I am so thankful that the God of the Bible is the God who wants us to make an impact beyond ourselves. This is a human desire. I really believe it. I don't think anyone here is saying at the end of our lives what we want to be known for is the person who just cared about me and mine and my own and myself, my story. At the end of our lives, we want to be looked at as people who made an impact, who made a dent in the world of brokenness, who invested in others and took others under our wings, that we want to see others grow and in advance and make an impact on lives. We want to step forward in this way, and this is the God of the Bible. He wants to release you, and he wants to enable you and me to invest in others and intersect our stories with others. We get at the heart of God in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1, where he says this, Therefore, if you have any encouragement... From being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Listen to this. This is the heart of the God of the Bible and the impact he wants to have through your life, the high kingdom position. Verse 3, Philippians 2, 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. God is not content to see you just worry about yourself. God wants your impact to be beyond yourself and into other people. Now, some of you may have believed in a, a lie of the enemy, the devil, who says that There's no value that you can add to another person's life. Maybe you're here this morning with a heavy heart and some painful past experiences where this idea of intersecting stories is something but a fairy tale to you because you're wondering if you could even add value to someone else's life. I want to encourage you this morning that if you have Jesus in your life, then there is value that you can add to someone else's life. God's got a plan for you. And he wants you to affect those around you, not just yourselves. You are not beyond repair. You can bring value to those around you. That's what God wants for your life. We need to intersect our stories. Now, I was thinking about this. This is so important. We can get involved with many people's lives And what we can do is run our lives parallel to other stories. Our stories can run parallel to other stories without actually intersecting them. What I want to challenge is for us to look for a person who we can intersect our story with, who we can invest in. Let's not be a mile wide and an inch deep, but let's actually seek out people who could use a healing touch from God. We don't intersect our stories by forgetting other people, and we don't intersect our stories by spreading ourselves so thin relationally that we're not actually investing in someone. Instead, let's go out of our way to intersect our stories and be used by God in these ways. This is one of the ways that we're going to help align our earthly position with our kingdom position. A second thing is this, and this centurion came to Jesus and he he asked for some help for his servant because he cared about him. He was interested in intersecting his story with his ser- servant's story. And this is what Jesus said in verse 13. I love this verse, and this was on my mind so much in preparing for this message. Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Go, Let it be done just as you believed it would. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. I had this question when coming across this text of, what if he didn't believe it? What if he didn't believe that Jesus could heal him? What if this centurion didn't go to Jesus out of his way to help his servant? Would his servant have gotten healed? No. It's because he left his place and he went to Jesus asking for help and because he believed Jesus would heal him, that Jesus healed him. What I'm trying to say is God wants to use us in his process of healing other people. And so we as people, if we're going to our, align our physicians, we need to value the process. We need to understand that God has given us the honor and the privilege and the joy to be involved with his healing activity with other people. If you're looking for a mission for your life, if you're looking for a drive for your life, if you're looking for a step forward thing and motivation in your life, it's this idea that God wants to use you to heal other people. God is at work. It's so easy to turn on the news or to read the magazines, or to even just talk to our friends and to see, wow, evil and suffering and injustice have come to just about every sector and area of life. It can get overwhelming and depressing if we really consider just how dark it can get in certain areas of life. I'm so thankful that we serve a God of the Bible who wants to use his people to be a solution to the problem, and that's just part of the process, that we get to be involved with it. There is no greater joy. There's no better and humbling thing to, than to be a part of God's healing activity in the world. I can tell you that from personal experience as many of you know personally. There's nothing better. That's what God wants for his followers. Is that they would value this process of being used by God to heal other people. Go. Just as you believed it would and it will be done. Here's the thing. <laughs> And this is a bit of encouragement for you this morning. If you find yourself in the midst of a dark situation and you're clinging on to this, you're like intersecting your life with someone else's life, your story with someone else's story, you understand that, that God wants you to be a part of the, his process of healing for someone, but it's just getting difficult. You're, you're feeling the pressure on all sides. You feel discouragement because little progress is being made. I want to encourage you this morning, Christian, that you are a part of a process that God is doing something through you. And I believe the hindsight will be twenty twenty. So keep stepping forward and be encouraged because you are a part of an honorable and a privileged process. In fact, this process is so honorable and so good that it actually will take us away from our comfort zone. The centurion, he left his home and he went to this place among all these people where he felt like an outsider and an outcast. Like he didn't belong. I can imagine that that wasn't easy for him. But he valued the process. And he went to his maker. He went to Jesus and he asked for help. Value the process. He inconvenienced himself and he left home when he intersected his story with his servant because he cared about his servant and he valued the process so much that he inconvenienced himself and he went to Jesus and he said, Jesus, I need you to heal my servant. And Jesus said, okay, oh, let's go to your house and let's take care of it. And I love this. Oh, this is so good. So then the centurion said, if you remember, we, we read it. I'm just going to recap because I'm just excited about it. You haven't noticed. So he says, oh, Jesus says, oh, I'll, we'll just go to your house and I'll, and I'll heal your, your, your servant for you. And the centurion said, that's actually not necessary. You can just say the word and he'll be healed. You don't need to come to my house. I have people under me, and I'm a place and a person of authority. I've got a high earthly position, and people, if I tell them, if I tell my soldiers to go, then they just go. And that's just the authority that I have. He's basically saying, I know that you're the creator, God of the universe. If you just say the word, I believe and I have faith that you're going to heal my servant. So why don't you just save your steps a little bit, Jesus? And why don't you just say the word and he'll be healed? You know what Jesus' response is? Oh, I love Jesus's response. You might see a common theme with this sermon of I I read this response I've been thinking about it just so much. Verse 10. When Jesus heard this request, just say the word. You don't even have to go to my house. You don't have to go to my house. He was amazed. Jesus was amazed. God the creator of the universe was amazed. The all-powerful God who can walk on water and calm the wind and the waves, who can raise the dead to life, he was amazed. It made me question myself and wonder, am I boring Jesus? Within God holds the power of the universe. Am I leaving the power of God in the side room because I'm unwilling to ask big things of him, to expect big things of him, to take big steps of faith with him and through him? I want to aim to amaze. If we're going to to align the positions, we need to intersect our stories, we need to value the process, and we need to aim to amaze God. God wants to do amazing things. And I wonder how much of the things we endure, we endure, and for those around us endure, because we're just not asking big enough things of God. Regardless of the outcome, I want it to be said of me when I meet my maker in heaven that, whoa, he was a dreamer. His heart was so close to mine, he wasn't afraid to ask for anything. He asked for things that, that are out of this world that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's what God's after. God wants us to ask for big things because he's a big God. Little prayer, little God. Big prayer, big God. Ask to amaze. Aim to amaze. Step boldly, step confidently, ask big, expect big, step big, aim to amaze. It's at this point where I know whether you have a relationship with Jesus or you don't have a relationship with Jesus, usually at this point, everyone's like, yeah, I'm on board. I want to be this kind of a person. I want to intersect my stories with other people. I want to make an impact on their lives. I want to be a part of God's, even if it doesn't exist, the idea of of being a part of god 's healing process in someone else 's life, the fact that god he he would not even just turn his head away from me when I ask the questions of him, but that I can aim to amaze him that that just sounds incredible, but it might sound like a fairy tale, this idea of aligning the positions because you find yourself like we mentioned earlier, just stuck or maybe even going backwards. It seems like you're taking a step forward and then three steps back. In fact, it's a, a conundrum and a problem for you because you want to intersect your stories but what you're finding is in your experience and in your environment you you find yourself in places that you wish you hadn't arrived at where you're becoming more and more selfish and the people around you are being hurt because of some of the things you said and you're being encouraged that by your super you're being encouraged to do that by your supervisors and you're actually gaining earthly position but internally you're declining. Or you find yourself not valuing the process. You're wondering if you're even able to be used by God because of your past or because of your current situation. You feel that you're unusable by God. And so you like the idea of valuing the process that God wants to use you in. But your experience is telling you and your emotions and your your internal self is telling you, like, I I can't be used in this and you also find yourself maybe in this problem of like, I, I feel like God's just not even listening to me. Like if aim to ask big, I feel like God's so upset with me that if I direct prayers to him, I wonder if he's going to shut his ears off toward me. I don't know if that he wants anything to do with me. What do you have to say to me? Because I would love to do these things and to align the positions, but I have this massive problem. What is the solution? This centurion, get the solution is right at the beginning of the text. At the very beginning in verse 5, this is Matthew 8:5, it says this: When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Asking for help. Step one, regardless of wherever we, at, wherever we are at in our positions, whether we have a high earthly position and no kingdom position, whether we're doing well in our kingdom position and have no earthly position, whether we're faking the kingdom position, wherever we're at, the first step is always this. Ask Jesus for help. Ask Jesus for help. Come to Jesus for help. If you're having you're having a hard time intersecting your story with someone else's and you're falling into selfishness, fix your eyes on Jesus and ask him for help. If you're having a hard time forgetting the honor and the joy and the privilege of being used in the process of God and valuing that process, ask Jesus for help. If you're having a hard time with your faith and asking big things of God, would you ask Jesus for help? Why should we ask Jesus for help? David the psalmist, the same David who slung and killed Goliath, that David, he said this of God in Psalm 121, 1 through 2. He said this, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And Jesus came and he showed us that he wants to help us by stepping from his heavenly place to this earthly place, fully God and fully man that when we kept running into this problem where we couldn't align these positions, Jesus, he died on the cross for our behalf and on our behalf. He died for our sin and he made himself available to us because death could not hold him down. In fact, he rose from the grave so that when we put our trust and our faith in Jesus, when we call to him for help, when we lift our eyes up and we call on Jesus for help, he will hear you. He cares about you. He wants to help you. I believe someone needs to hear that this morning. There's someone in particular here who needs to hear that this morning. God wants to help you. God is not against you. God is for you. God wants you to step forward. God wants to align the positions of your life, of this earthly position and his kingdom position. This is a God who left the heavenly realm for you and loved you and died for you and extended grace and mercy for you and to you. You can ask him for help. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's Jesus who aligns the positions If you find a problem with your alignment, and if this sounds attractive to you of being used in this capacity as you were designed and I was designed to be used by God, where we have this alignment of our earthly position and our kingdom position, our heavenly position, it's Jesus who aligns the positions. question that I have this morning, I want to invite the worship team to come up. Here's one of the questions I have this morning. I love how the Psalm of David said, I lift my eyes up to the mountain. Maybe the problem is that we're having a hard time stepping forward and aligning the positions because we're keeping our head down. Or we're keeping our head back in the past, looking down the mountain as we're sliding down it. Maybe we need to turn our eyes up to Jesus and ask him for help. I lift my eyes up to the mountain. Are my eyes low? Am I looking down? Does someone push my head down at work or in my family? forcing my head down? No, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. That's where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Are we fabricating our position? On a Sunday morning, are we coming into church and are we feeling this kind of a weight of, oh, it seems like I have my earthly position in line with my kingdom position, but I know I'm faking it. God wants to set those positions in alignment. God wants to come into your life and he wants to intersect your story. He wants you to value the process. He wants you to aim to amaze. God wants to do something miraculous through you. Have we gotten discouraged are you in the midst of the fight right now and you're feeling the way on all sides? Be encouraged, Christian. If you are walking steadily with God and embracing this kingdom position, God is so pleased with you and he wants to be the wind in your sails. Don't you dare stop. Don't you dare be taken aback. Would you put your foot in front, one in front of the other and step forward? God wants to do something in you and through you and he wants to affect the world around you and those around you, that's the high position of the kingdom of God. Align the positions, whether it be in your family, whether it be in your work, whether it be in your friendships or those at school, the position that you hold here on earth, whether it's grand in the world's eyes or not, God has a grand position for you in the kingdom of God. And would you embrace it and align those positions? There is no greater privilege, there is no greater honor than aligning the privilege and leading and living the life that God has designed us to live. It can be done through Jesus. This morning, we're going to respond and taking communion, which I believe is so important and so perfect for this morning, because truly you will find, and I will find myself, and you will find yourself very frustrated if we take this point and write it somewhere, align the positions, and then we try to do it on our own without being like the centurion of coming to Jesus for help and looking to him for help. If we try to fabricate it and try to align the positions on our own, we will only find ourselves in a deeper despair, looking at the example of Jesus as an unattainable example to reach. Instead, what the body and the blood and the cup and the bread represent is the enabling factor for us to be able to align the positions. It is what Jesus has done on the cross. and is the reason of him coming and what he has given us that we can live this life of aligning the positions and living the best life available to us. So let's pray as we prepare to respond of going and getting the elements and feel free to bring them back to your seat as we sing a song and just in an air of reverence and worship, pray to God and then Tyler's going to lead us through taking communion together. God, we thank you so much that you've given us this high calling and privilege of living a life in step with you, a life that steps forward. God, we know it's hard to align our earthly position with your kingdom position. So, God, would you help us? Help us to intersect our stories with others. Help us to value the process, the honorable process of being used by you in the healing of someone else in our lives. Help us with our faith, God. We want to aim to amaze you. And we pray that you would turn your eyes toward us and do amazing things through us all to the glory of your name. Help us to align the positions in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.